If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I am Peter Sherman. This is Topics Worthy of Discussion. And uh, we have three of the best with us today. Um, you know, I say every day, I say I love the Tuesday panel. I love the Wednesday panel. I love the Thursday panel, especially because I'm on it, but not this week. I guess I get to run it. But um, the other people on it get to talk. And so I'm going to welcome, first of all, Tom Parkin, post-media national politics columnist with a bluntly social democratic point of view. How are you, Tom? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Great. Good to have you here. I'm going and... to be extra blunt for you today. <laughs> I don't know a day when you haven't been, my friend. <laughs> I try to be. All right. So from the left and from the right, we have Anthony Fury joining us. I, I, th I thought you were going to be late for a moment there, Anthony, but uh, Anthony is SunPost Media columnist, national comment editor. Hi, Anthony. I just wanted to make a grand entrance. That was it. <laughs> you did. He drove you... here furiously through the traffic and made it. Never, you... he never heard that line before. I know. Tom. You've got never. a great gr last name, you know. I mean, <laughs> Only daily, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you have to write a column that's hard and fast if your name is Fury. Exactly. For I got it. <laughs> All right. And we've got Peter Tabin's old friend, MP for uh, Toronto Danforth and the NDP's critic on energy, environment, and climate change. Hello, Peter. Peter, very good to hear your voice. Glad you're with us today. Well, I'm with you, and you're with me, and um, we won't tell anybody we can't see each other right now. But <laughs> <laughs> no, the Skype works. You're looking good. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. All right, I want to I get into uh, the serious part of this right away. I just talked before um, you guys came in about uh, seven fatal overdoses in the downtown core this month alone, and as it happens, all of them in the same police district or precinct. And... Um, it's prompted a public safety alert, uh, and it's, it's prompted uh, a lot of things. One of the things I, I just read, actually, Peter Tabins, is uh, a letter from your health critic, Franz Julina, to uh, the health minister, Christine Elliott, saying, you know, you've got to declare a state of emergency. And it's also prompted Mayor John Tory um, to, uh, to state that he finds this number of overdoses deeply troubling. Yeah. I mean, if you think about if that happened in any other context, we lost seven lives, um, we would be... We would be We'd be heartbroken, but we'd also be uh, angry and, and, and I, I think, deeply concerned as I am. Okay, so that's John Tory, and, and there's one more piece of audio I want to play, and this is a social worker. Her name is Zoe Todd, or Dodd, and she says that fentanyl has contaminated most street drugs. Illicit fentanyl has taken over the drug market. Uh, there were 1,263 deaths in Ontario, opioid-related deaths last year. 80% uh, of those included illicit fentanyl. So this has completely taken over the drug market and is why we see an increase in overdoses and overdose deaths and will continue to be this way until we have a hold on what we're doing and, and how we could do it better. This is really amazing to me, guys, and I'll tell you why. Fentanyl, and uh, anybody familiar with uh, hospitals or who's had an operation, which includes me, has had fentanyl. It's the, it's the drug of choice to put you under when, uh, when they're operating on you because you don't wake up. 
uh, and but they know how to dose it, and it's a wonderful drug. And now it's been completely subverted. And what we seem to have here is uh, a bad batch of either fentanyl or carfentanyl. So it's not only the danger of uh, dosing yourself; it's the danger of a, a an adulterated drug. Uh, what do we do about this? And and let me start with you, Peter Tabbins. Well, thanks, Peter. Uh, Franz Jelena was, was right in saying that we need to declare an emergency here. We've got a government that is, is dithering, uh, is not proceeding with opening safe injection sites, uh, is actually putting into question the operation of the ones that we have now. The idea that you would not be acting in a very swift fashion, very strongly, to prevent further deaths is staggering to me. Uh, we need to have those sites so that if... Um, people are at risk of dying that they can be saved. And we don't want to see any more deaths on the street. We know that this is preventable. We need to start doing the prevention work. And I don't know why the Ford government is having so much difficulty with the idea of saving lives. It's their job to take action. I understand that it's their job to take action, and I don't mean this as a defense for them, but they're saying that they want to have a good, hard look. I think they were taking about three months to to do whatever consultations they want to do uh, as to whether or not uh, safe injection sites were an appropriate uh, approach because at this point you're talking about fentanyl that comes in pill form and a number of other forms um, that, that would not even find its way necessarily to safe injection sites other than having those injection sites equipped with naloxone. What do you think about that, Anthony Fury? Uh, well, I think right now, Peter, there's a lot of people in the harm reduction sector who, who tell you quite openly that the focus right now is on stopping the deaths and the overdoses. The focus is not on people, uh, on getting people off the addictions. It's not even really part of, of what they work on there. And I, I think what the people would like to see, the people of Ontario, is let's also find a way to, to, to decrease just the number of people who are involved in this cesspool of drugs right now. And I agree with Peter that I think we should declare a state of emergency. The numbers are skyrocketing across the country. They are a big problem. Fentanyl, carfentanyl coming in, major issues. And I think the all-hands-on-deck approach needs to include aggressive law enforcement. We, there's a lot of studies about problems with the law, uh, the war on drugs that the U.S. did with Latin America. This is about 10, 20 years ago. Different issues, different metrics. We need to find who are these people bringing in these drugs that can kill a person with one single shot. And we need to go in and, and deal with the issue. We saw an interesting side to it in that uh, Danforth shooting tragedy, Faisal Hussein's brother and his best friend having $20 million worth of carfentanil. I mean, it's Peter, we've got a problem here. It's kind of, yeah, well, there's no question we have a problem here, and it's kind of interesting to me when I say to you guys and, and tell our listeners that uh, we're looking at seven uh, opioid overdoses resulting in death this month alone, and the month is two weeks old, and we think that we have a shooting problem, which we do, but this is a problem that dwarfs it in terms of uh, snuffing out lives, in this case, not of people who are playing with guns, of people who are playing with drugs, thinking that uh, this is just a recreational habit. Tom? Parkin, your comments. Uh, we might be wise to, to um, l- just look at what's happened out in Western Canada for whatever reason, and maybe it's the drug import route reason uh, that's been suggested. Uh, British Columbia and then Alberta got have been hit hardest about this. And, and Peter, you know, uh, we lost seven people to drug overdoses, as you mentioned. Uh, last month in British Columbia, it was 100 people. And, and, and that was down from the year before. I mean, this is uh, literally, uh, I, I, I think, that I, I know that the number for sure last year was over a thousand deaths in British Columbia alone. That's three a day. Um, 
So, we're looking. We've got thousands of deaths, and I know. Yeah. I, I think the number was four thousand in Canada for the year twenty seventeen, and it's clear to me that it's going to be at least that, and and probably then some for this year. Yeah, you know, and, and I think there's you know obviously many parts to it. There's the enforcement, as Anthony mentioned, and obviously we ha- you know people who are importing have to be gone after. Uh, but having said that, you know I I, I have actually. Uh, pretty good faith that our police are trying to do exactly that, and yet uh, still, you know, still the situation persists. I think we, the, what the part that we haven't done, oh, and Peter's, I think, you know, you know the point about safe injection sites, I mean, this is rid- just ridiculous. Of course we should have them, because that's, you know, when people are in, think they're injecting heroin, and it turns out it's tainted with other things, and they're dying, at least if it's a safe injection site, somebody can help them right there and then. And it also could be a conduit towards... Uh, knowing who this person is and getting them into treatment. Well, let, let but, but what we need to, to do more is, I think, of that part of uh, trying to, in a way, normalize it. Um, maybe that's not the right word, Peter, but to try and make sure that people who have an addiction to these drugs and are using them uh, come forward. And whether that's because friends urge them to do it or because we have access to uh, medical facilities that are simple to go into and don't judge you, they're just going to treat you and make you, make you better. Okay, so I do want to go back to Peter Tabins, who I think wants to jump in as well. You're right. I, Thank you. I, well, I know. I, 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 you know, we know each other a long time. I, I, uh, I want to get you to, to go a little bit more deeply, and you're, you're the MPP here and uh, concerned with this sitting at a, a caucus table, and uh, the legislature is now off till September 24th. Doesn't mean action can't be taken. Elaborate right. for us on, on what a state of emergency means to us if indeed the Ford government decides that they're going to go that route. Well, my understanding, Peter, is that it would mean greater investment, putting the money into the operations that we have now so they can be expanded, putting more people onto the street to make contact with those who are drug users. Uh, but I wanted to say, uh, when the Ford government says they want to take a pause and think about this for a few months, we've had studies globally on the impact of safe injection sites. We know that they save lives. If you want to do an assessment while you continue to save lives, I don't have a problem with that. But why you would not continue to expand your ability to reach people and make sure that their lives weren't at risk makes no sense to me. We, we should not be stopping. We should not be slowing down on this. I think that we need to put more resources into those sites so that people can get directly, immediately support psychological, social um, to move away from these habits. I have a safe injection site in my riding, Toronto Danforth, South Riverdale Community Health Centre. When I talk to the people who run that site, they are very interested in making contact with the community of users and introducing them to those social supports. But you were saying earlier, or maybe it was you, Anthony, just the, the focus is on keeping people alive. Well, that's probably true because my sense is the resources are pretty tight at this point. Let's put more resources in this so that we can divert people away so we can help them rebuild their lives. That's going to be critical to, in the end, coming to grips with this in an effective way. Well, it's pretty interesting that we've got four people around the table. Two of you come from the left. Two of us come from the right. And nobody's disagreeing that uh, we need something. And if you want to call it a state of emergency, I, I can live with that. We, we need something to stop this because it's carnage. And uh, it's carnage that's beyond uh, what we're seeing with guns. And uh, if we can do as much as we've done for guns, we certainly can protect uh, our people from uh, what's being offered on the streets that passes for drugs and is killing them. It, I am Peter, pe- if I can just say one thing. The other week, uh, the day before I moved out of downtown Toronto, I actually saw a man die. 
Uh, I, I believe I did. Uh, my son and I were passing by. I had him in the stroller and paramedics that had, had lifted him up and they had got there before I did. And they, they were pulling the guy up by the shoulders and they were slapping him aggressively, which I guess is what they do. And then they shook him and, and nothing happened. They put them, put him down and they conferred with each other. And I had a small child with me. So I said, we got to keep walking. We can't watch this. But it, it was a horrible thing to see in this in broad daylight in, in our city. It's, it's just awful. It's not the way a city should be. It's not the way Toronto should be, and that's for sure. And so Toronto the Good, as somebody said to me on another topic yesterday, is uh, something we can remember from the past, but we've got to strive and uh, see if we can get it there again. Look, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a new holiday our federal cousins uh, would like to uh, declare as a statutory holiday in Canada. But right now I've got to take a break. I am Peter Sherman. With me, the panel, and uh, the panel today consisting of Tom Parkin, Anthony Fury, and Peter Tab. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. What we face in this city right now with regard to mental health and addiction issues is a crisis. It is a growing crisis. It affects more people uh, than it ever did before, and it is taking more lives. 